0: This special Warrior Cast episode is brought to you by the Speak Up Club. At the time of this recording, a few Speak Up students felt like they needed to speak up either for themselves or for their peers as national and local headlines reflected a shift in acceptance of gender nonconforming youth. After coming up with questions, the club felt might be helpful for peers and teachers to listen to when engaging with a person who experiences the world differently. A senior, a sophomore, and a freshman from Speak Up met with wit, is podcast and TED Talks faculty advisor. The following podcast is a teacher-student Q&A. Please note that the podcast was recorded before the Warriors Communications Audio Studio was completed and upgraded.
1: We're sitting down for a podcast with the Speak Up Club of Pocomoke High School. My name's Witt, I'm a teacher here at Pocomoke High School. I'm gonna get educated today on gender and gender identity. What is the difference between biological sex and gender?
0: Biological sex is like what you were born as, like you're either male or female.
1: But gender is more different, like
0: it's what you feel more towards, like if you're biologically a female and you feel more like a male, your gender is a male. That makes any sense?
2: Biological sex may be what people see you as born
1: as. Should a person say when referring, do I just refer to them as their preferred gender identity or is there a complex answer to this.
2: You should refer to a trans person as whatever they're asked to be referred to. I say conversation starters are a good way to find out what somebody identifies as. Um, For example, hi, uh, my pronouns are anything and what are yours. So just to get a good idea of what to say, to be polite.
3: Referring to someone as their biological sex could trigger gender dysphoria for them. How many
1: genders are there?
3: There's actually as many as the brain creates. Some people, when thinking of gender, automatically think of boy and girl. And then some individuals would add on to uh, demigender and gender fluid and pangender. But there's also xeno and exogenders, as those are whatever you desire them to be.
1: So I could have a gender of my own creation. What is bigender or gender fluid or demi boy and demi girl? For- I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't understand those terms.
0: So basically demi boy is like well, you feel like half a boy, like you still feel female and like you assigned gender. Well you still feel like you're assigned gender, but you feel like half of another. Like <coughs> if you're demigirl, you feel half of a girl, and if you're demi boy, you feel like half like you're a boy.
1: So what's a proper pronoun for a demi boy or a demi girl?
3: Usually they use either he, she or they. Okay. Or so it friend. could be any of them. Um but pronouns don't automatically correlate with your gender. Okay. So you could be AFAB, which is assigned female at birth, birth and identify as a girl, but still use he, him, they, them, or any pronouns you desire. For
2: example, with gender fluid, you can really, it's whatever you feel like on that day, whatever is desired on that day.
1: What's non-binary, and how's that different from transgender? And what is cisgender for everybody out there who's wondering?
0: For non-binary, which most of it, most genders that fall under non-binary can be like, oh, yeah, I do not, you do not, or you lack gender, basically. You do not fall under either female or male, or you do not feel comfortable within those labels. So most people go for um, non-binary, agender, and a bunch of others, which basically means different ones, like agender means you have no gender at all, like you do not like any gender. Or some could be like another example of non-binary is like demi-boy and demi-girl. So you don't fall under like the certain gender categories.
2: What do you go by when uh, what's you're going by age what are your pronouns?
0: It depends on the person because most people can do they them or some people can do neo pronouns. itself. There's other sets of pronouns like. Zip and zap. Okay. And some people do not like pronouns at all where they just like, oh yeah, just use my name instead of using pronouns.
3: And some people use mirror pronouns, which means you would use your own personal pronouns on them.
1: Okay. Now I would assume in order to know that someone wants their particular pronouns, they would have to tell me, is that correct?
3: Can't tell someone's pronouns by
0: just looking at like if I look at you, you could go by she here and I just would assume he him. You okay. can't just like look
1: at somebody and be like, Oh yeah, you're just a he him. So trans and non-binary are very similar. What's cisgender?
2: Cisgender is identifying as your biological sex uh, and being comfortable with it. Um, So being cisgender is just correlating to whatever your biological sex is. Is gender a choice?
3: I would say no. 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 Yeah, it's not a choice. Gender is not a choice, but the label you decide to use, kind of, You can't change what you are inside but you can, like, figure out what label you're most comfortable with.
2: Gender is not a choice, it's a spectrum, Yeah. and wherever you fall on that spectrum is really what your mind feels drawn to. And you can't help that. It's the same as sexuality being a spectrum. You can't change what your sexuality is. Same as what you're bored with, whatever you feel drawn to, you can't really change it. You can't change your mindset. Which is why conversion therapy has proven to never be right and never work.
1: What is gender dysphoria? You mentioned it earlier. Mm -hmm. And what is gender euphoria?
2: Gender dysphoria is feeling uncomfortable um, within your body. And mainly because of the gender norms. Which is, you know, like people see feminine things as dresses or makeup, and others see masculine things as like sports and stuff like that. So when you have gender dysphoria, you're feeling very uncomfortable with whatever your biological gender has put onto you. What's gender euphoria?
0: Gender euphoria is basically the exact opposite, where you gain happiness or, well, as it says, euphoria from how you look. Like, an example could be, like, if you're a trans guy, some some people get gender euphoria from wearing, like, what people perceive as masculine, like, suits or whatever males wear.
1: So wearing masculine clothes if you feel masculine or wearing feminine clothes if you feel feminine (laughs) or androgynous clothes if you feel androgynous, is that right?
2: And it can work with clothing, but also with just being accepted or called what you would like to be called. I know that me personally, when, because I really go by anything, but when someone like says she, her to me, there's like this feeling. And I do consider it gender euphoria, and it just makes me feel just happy to be accepted as something different from what I was born with. Because I don't want to be the same.
1: What is transition?
3: It could be medical or just like societal. Mm-hmm. Societal would be like coming out and people using your correct pronouns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's um, HRP, which is...
0: There's a certain word for that. It's not fully s- transitional and surgical. Okay. Which means you get the surgery to look more like the um, gender you want to be like. Gen- you could get a yeah. Gender assignment. Like, top surgery and bottom surgery.
3: And then there's, like, some, what, it's just, like, for trans fans, it would, like, feminize it. Yeah, like, the, um, testosterone and
0: estrogen is also one of the things, which, hormone replacement therapy is also one of the ways to transition.
1: What is a binder?
0: A binder to dumb it down in a way is, like, a sports bra. It's a tight, compact little... Tank top in a way that compresses your chest down to make you seem more flat-chested and not as well like as your chest showing as much for trans for, um for trans- transmasculine people.
1: All right, is there a safe way to wear a, a binder, or is it? I mean, it sounds tight. Binder it doesn't sound like a very comfortable.
3: Yes. Um, the main
0: things for a binder, you should start wearing it for like at least a bit first, like at most like. 30 minutes and then work up to eight hours because if you wear the first thing for eight hours it can compress your chest too hard and you'll have trouble breathing. Another thing with binders is you can't get them wet because of how compressed they are. If you get it wet it can compress your chest tighter and that's not good because you could break a you can theoretically break a bone that way because it compresses your chest more and it's harder to take off.
3: Yeah, and you shouldn't sleep or do yes. physical
0: activities. And don't sleep in it. No,
1: you do not sleep in binders. Okay, do do all trans or non-binary
2: people transition? Definitely or? not. No. People can be comfortable, more comfortable transitioning, and that is why people transition, is to be comfortable, uh, to have that feeling, that gender euphoria within themselves. But uh, you don't have to transition To really feel comfortable with who you are and who you want to be with your gender,
3: and some people can't medically transition due to medical problems or even just cost.
2: Yeah, because it is very, very expensive to uh, transition medically.
3: Yeah, and just because they cannot transition does not mean they're any less valid as a trans person. Who
2: does
1: transition? Yes. What is an intersex person? What does that mean?
0: Sometimes um, what people usually see it as is a birth defect, which means you're both with male and female genitalia, which is pretty rare if I am correct. But if I'm right, there's also some people who identify as intersex due to gender, which I'm not sure what genders fall under that yet because I'm still looking into it. But some people also identify that as because, again, feel most comfortable
1: with that label for their gender. So intersex is part of that as well. Do people treat you differently for your gender identity and, and how do you feel about gender labels in school?
0: Some people can treat uh, people differently depending on their like gender that they go by in school or like what gender they are. Like some people they usually get misgendered though yes some do mistakenly but some refuse to acknowledge it and like oh yeah you aren't trans or are you are not trans until you get your name legally changed or you get the sex change and i won't call you by what name you want to go by until you get that done which can affect the person a uh, said person and make like them more afraid to tell other people because what if it happens again
1: oh okay i see sure
2: but all the chance that uh um, you're misgendered accidentally and you want to or you misgender somebody accidentally and you want to be polite about it um a good way to go about that is just saying i'm sorry and asking what they go by and then trying your hardest because sometimes it is definitely difficult to get used to but trying your hardest each time as long as you were trying then I'm sure the person will not will not matter as a body. And it is. Slurs and stuff like that have been thrown uh, towards me, towards many other trans people that I know, um, or just people who have different gender gender identity than others. And it is something that is very rude, but, you know, it's hard to change somebody's mind about it.
1: So if I misgender someone, I can just politely correct myself. Yeah. That's the proper way to go about it? In most situations.
3: Because yeah. sometimes overreacting will make the person feel worse about it. They feel
1: worse about it. That makes sense. Now, I see a lot of people say on social as they refer to their pronouns in parentheses. Is that helpful to folks?
3: It was. Um, I believe it was originally so. If a trans person were to put their pronouns up, they wouldn't be immediately targeted by People saying, "Oh, you're trans because you have pronouns," mm. um, and so c- cis people, people, would put pronouns and start normalizing saying your pronouns.
1: Well, how many, how much message about gender comes from the society that we live in?
3: Pretty much all of it, right? Because gender is a social construct, and it's however you choose. So where
1: do you where do you encounter these messages, typically in your day?
2: Social media has been a very large influence on gender, specifically like platforms such as Instagram, who just added a feature where you can put your pronouns next to your uh, your
0: name. your handle. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and TikTok, where people can spread their stories as whatever they are. TikToks can be used educationally, believe it or not. Um, but, yeah. It's, social media has been a big influence on gender and bringing that to the world. What
1: can classroom teachers do and school administrators and school employees do to make, you know, people who are gender nonconformist feel a little more comfortable
3: Just in even asking preferred names or, like... I wouldn't ask pronouns in front of the whole class because safety issues and there has been multiple...
1: Bullying? Instances? Altercations?
3: Yeah. Due to people saying pronouns, just sometimes it's not even safe for a person to say their preferred pronouns.
2: So um, we've been talking in Speak Up about uh, having a form or something, that's anonymous that you can uh, use to find out what somebody prefers to go by.
1: Now, how does all of this gender talk and intersex and trans and non- how does that fall in with the rainbow flag? We see the rainbow flag all the time when we're talking about these kind of issues. Explain that to our audience.
0: So the rainbow flag can be is usually represented as the whole LGBT, LGBTQ
3: community.
2: The flag is really just a way to
3: make the whole community feel represented and come together represented yes
2: representation is everything that the flag stands for and honestly i see um when i think about the pride flag or the rainbow flag i see it as a way to express that you're different and you don't really even have to be specific about what it is just the pride is a good representation of this is who I am, and it's different.
1: Our southern neighbors, Virginia, that are voting on whether or not they should allow trans protections for youth in Acomac County. Now, Northampton County voted yes on this not too long ago, but Acomac is dragging their feet. What do you think, what would you tell Acomac County educators about transness and being different, and how should they treat their students?
2: be open-minded it's not something really that you can change about your mindset but just try to be open-minded about other people's feelings and be empathetic towards that person if you were going through something similar if you wanted to be called something then you wouldn't want somebody to just blatantly disrespect that. You wouldn't want somebody to debate whether or not you should be protected as a person. So I would say just be empathetic and put yourself in the other person's shoes because that's really all you can do to understand who, what they're going through and their challenges that they face.
1: What are some of the challenges that gender non-conforming people face in a school
2: setting?
3: Being called slurs, just being pushed out of there. Just because of how you identify. It
2: happens everywhere.
3: Usually not documented either. And usually the victim is too scared of it happening again to show. Because to show that it happened, you have to out yourself to the people. And you don't know how they're going to take it. Or if they're even going to take you seriously.
2: And people who are out in school sometimes are not out to their families. Which can't be a lot to put on a person. Or just people who are out to their friends or something, like it can get somewhere and it can get out, which is also another thing to not spread somebody else's gender identity or sexuality around when they tell you, because that can cause a lot of damage to somebody. Also, self-harm is something that happens often When people are not accepted and when people don't feel comfortable enough with their body to have an outlet to speak that to.
1: Sexuality and gender tied together or or no? Are they separate things? It
0: depends. You have to like... So not... they don't always match together. So they don't always
1: match together. So so it's a big soup of things. Yeah. You don't
0: have to be a certain gender to be... to like...
1: So you can have any sexuality you want and any gender you want. So again it varies per person per yeah. individual. It's a spectrum, yeah. It's
3: yeah. a spectrum. It's very hard to describe. And it definitely depends on how you you yourself feel comfortable and on and
2: who you feel comfortable with. Yeah.
0: This has been a Warrior Cast production.